Hello, hello everyone. Today is a wild, exciting, and bittersweet day. This is the very last interview for Max Potential Habits. You all have heard that I'm making a pivot in a direction toward what we're gonna call NFA money. And we're gonna turn max potential habits into max potential money, which is why this is such a perfect time to bring on Andre Simino, who is today's guest expert. He is a financial preservationist and he's here to talk to you about, as an entrepreneur, how are taxes getting you? Have you ever thought about how you're gonna grow your wealth and protect it? As an entrepreneur, I know that a lot of times we're, especially in the beginning stages of a business, we're not thinking about that long-term strategy. And I think it's one of the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs make. And background story here, Andre is one of my dearest friends, incredible human being. I could give you a whole bunch of information about his background, but he's really good at sharing his story. So he's gonna do that with you. And we're just gonna have a really fun jam about all things money for entrepreneurs, how to protect, how to grow. Um, he's part of my financial strategy. So a lot of you know, if you've been listening to me for a while that I was on food stamps and then I started to shift my value system to wealth building. And in that shift, that's how I met Andre because what you focus on expands and my reticular activating system started tracking for financial experts and I drew him into my world. <laughs> so here he is to share his wealth of knowledge with us today for our last special guest interview. So welcome to the show, Andre. Thank you, Amanda. I appreciate it. It's uh, exciting to be here, especially for the last show. And, and it's been a dynamic, exciting adventure meeting you and getting to align and see just how, how many places, especially with that reticular activating system, how many places we are in alignment. Uh, yes. I often tell people what you measure grows. And, um, and, I, and I didn't know what I didn't know. You know, I can rewind my clock Ooh, gosh, almost 20 years, uh, 30, 25 years as a, as a franchise owner in Verizon Wireless, owning some franchise retail stores and having a $3 million a year business. And then 2008 happens and all of a sudden I'm going out of business and I'm like, why? Well, guess what? I wasn't paying attention to my money. And as an entrepreneur, so many of us don't do that, or even as a business owner. We just focus on, I need to make the next sale. I need to make the next sales call. I need to get in front of somebody. Let's get the sale going. I have realtor friends who, you know, they live paycheck to paycheck because they make $30,000, but that whole $30,000 is on a credit card. It's how they live for the last one or two or three or four months. And then they pay it off and they're stuck back at zero. And I figured out uh, that there's a, a mindset and we created a financial mindset movement to start teaching people about the principles of money and, and basically the best mistakes to learn from are somebody else's. So come learn from mine, uh, come <laughs> learn mine. from yours. That's right. Um, and that's been a place that I've seen you and I really align. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's making me want to ask you, what would you say is the biggest mistake entrepreneurs make in terms of future protection of their money? Have you ever considered losing money? You know, uh, I have a story. I, I uh, it was I was probably 12 or 13, maybe 14. And my dad took me to Las Vegas and he gave me some money and we we're in Circus Circus. And it feels like an hour later, my money was gone. And all I remember is blinky, 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 lights, red, noise, sounds, people, no windows. And 
I don't know if it was 15 minutes or three hours later, but I just all of a sudden had this feeling of like, oh my gosh, I lost this money my dad had given me. And, and truly I didn't lose it. I just spent it in this frenzy of trying <laughs> and running after the blinky light. And that seeded me uh, from that day forward that I don't like to lose money. So you asked me, what's the biggest thing is, yeah, people don't realize that, or I should say it the other way, we've been conditioned to think that we must lose money in order to build wealth. We must lose money like in the stock market. We must take risks. So maybe I should say it that way. Mm-hmm. That we have to take risk. And sure, risk, there's some calculated risk, but there's some financial instruments out there that you don't have to put your money at risk. You don't have to experience the 2008 crash where you lose 50%. Sometimes I tell people, thank goodness that 2008 happened because I hadn't been tracking my money in 108 crashed. I found myself out of business. I found myself divorced, a new half-time dad with four kids and $50,000 in debt. And thank goodness, uh, an opportunity presented itself. I figured out that being in the financial business, although commission only, which was super scary for me, as most it is for most of us entrepreneurs, I believe, uh, it was the best thing for me to buy my time back with my kids, to be able to spend time with them. Yeah. So that, that question was, yeah, yeah, you don't have to lose money. Pay attention, yeah. track your money. You know, it's interesting you say this because I mean, and you highlighted it. it I, I think especially, you know, for let's say pre-six figure entrepreneurs, there's a lot that goes into building a business. You know, we're thinking and, and it's it's kind of this constant like it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, but often just the nature of such a steep learning curve is that you feel like you're always in a deficit and there's so many things to focus on that one of those things that gets lost is like, how am I going to protect the wealth that I build over time? And, or just not even thinking about where you're going to have the extra money to do it. <laughs> you know, so it's like, you go, oh my God, I, once I get there, then I'll start saving. Right. And it's the opposite. And, and it's how I ran into you because you know, I, I teach from the model of be, do, have. So I go, I'm going to be a saver. And then I get to have the success of building my wealth instead of, oh, once I have extra money, I'll build my wealth and then I'll be a saver. Right. So for me, I started with very small increments where I went 20 bucks. I, sometimes it was 20 bucks a month, but it was the habit development that I practiced that then brought more wealth my way. I've never once since I decided to use this strategy of building, you know, I have a foundational money magnet account, then I've got my index accounts, then I've got, you know, different higher risk investments but never since the day I started putting $20 in and then I would just up, I would scale it up every quarter. I've never taken money out of my savings account. Like never. It's not an emergency account because then I'll attract an emergency. It's a money magnet account. (laughs) I love money magnet account. I'm stealing that by the way. Yes, absolutely. Go for it. Yeah. If we, if we talk to the people in our country that have wealth, the people that have money today, and we ask them, you know, what was the number one thing, um, the answer is always and has been, I got in a habit of saving money and yeah. I started. Yeah. And what I find with clients is that's where we start. We always look at, hey, what are you saving? And you said it perfectly. I, I was, I wasn't, when I have money, when I have enough extra, then I'll start saving money. And I was that entrepreneur. I was 15 years in a Verizon business making, we had a gross $3 million a year. And when the stock market fell out from us in 08, and I went from making $50,000 a year for five stores to making $5,000 a year for five stores, I had a negative $50,000 saved because I had always said, this is my retirement. I'm going to put off until later. And yeah. instead of saving money, uh, I had a fancy car. 
fancy cars. I had a garage full of stuff. I was going on trips and I was just spending it fast. Oh, actually just a little bit faster than I could make it. Yeah. And, and when I understood this idea of start saving, I went backwards and I was like, you know, I could have been saving a thousand dollars a month for the last 20 years. And if I had, yeah. I have this pile of money and I could have accessed that pile of money instead of being upside down and starting totally over um, yeah. in 2008. Oh, it, it, it's, it reminds me so much of the, you know, how we're animals and we run by the pleasure pain principle. And it seems painful to save now to have the long-term gain. <laughs> but when you really start to look at compounding interest and the way that wealth building works, I mean, it's been such an eye-opening life-changing paradigm shifting reality for me to go from poverty consciousness and working hour for dollar to going like i'm going to earn money to have and then have my money make money for me like and that's my number one focus now you know and moving into 2021 and even renaming nfa coaching to nfa money it's because i'm like i want to learn every single thing i possibly can about money and i want to teach all my people how to and starting with mindset around it mm -hmm. to shift into going how do i build wealth through passive multiple passive streams of income that are aligned with my zone of genius and for you you know when i met you and you shared money 101 with me i was like you're so living in your zone of genius because <laughs> you just you know you shine when you talk about money and you and the and the educational piece because i know your heart so well it's like you care about helping people with their money and and so yeah i would love because you have so many good stories and stats and like you know i love the way you describe compounding interest and saving and like i think for this episode it's so important for people to walk away with knowing number one habit start the habit of savings mm. right so that is that is number one start the habit of yeah. savings yeah and and start it start it on a weekly basis you know whatever that is five dollars ten dollars twenty dollars it's not it's not the amount it's the habit of savings yeah and once you get that habit started what will happen is you put that little piece of money aside it's kind of in that long-term uh, money magnet account and so it starts to grow for you and then as you start to increase your income and you start to make more money you can increase that pile so that would be the first habit and yeah. then, you know, looking at, I loved how you said it, you have your indexed accounts, you have your short-term uh, savings. I think you said you have your risk, higher risk savings. And we all have different buckets, right? We have our uh, risk bucket and we have our safe bucket. And, and some people are risk 75%. Some people are risk, uh, sorry, safe 25. And some people are versa visa. Uh, yeah. My circus, circus story made me, I'm a hundred percent no risk guy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. And, and I guess I, when I say no risk, people always say, Andre, everything has risk. And it's like, well, true. And so that's, that's a detail in the Money 101 class where we talk about what's out there. Um, what I wished I had learned, and I, we put this class together and formed it from the, what I would have told myself 30 years ago. And it's number one, that $5 a day can make a big difference. People don't realize this, but $5 a day in a savings account over a 40 year period at a decent interest rate, like 8%, it's a half a million dollars yeah. to your, your point about compound interest. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, a yeah. second principle is realizing that the differences between compound interests, you know, two, four, 8%, 12%. And then something really big for entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and real estate investors is that what are taxes doing to your money? And after being now, I'm 29 years as an entrepreneur, I started my first business when I was 19. And I, I kind of became unemployable. 
<laughs> what I've learned through uh, lots of tax people and lots of taxes and saving in taxes is that there are some tax favored strategies in this country that we can be leveraging, that we can be using. And so it's a bonus for me to one, be on the financial preservationist side, right? Protecting my clients' money from loss due to stock market performance protecting my clients' money from taxes using these tax-favored strategies, and then protecting their incomes, their financial households in the event that something happens. And so I get to take almost 30 years of personal experience of running a business and doing tax returns and, and being taught by my accountants uh, how to do that and what's the best way to do that and what, what's out there that maybe you haven't thought of or maybe you have thought about it and you just need to hear somebody say, good job, keep doing it, keep doing it that way. It's a big deal is understanding those three pieces of, of will your you, life. Will you talk about when you say financial households, like what to say more what you mean by that? Yeah, so um, most, I shouldn't say most, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners, one of the places they save money is Hey, I don't have health insurance and health insurance. I, you know, I, I remember what health insurance just 10 years ago, all of a sudden it's $900 a month for health insurance. And why are we buying health insurance? Because if something happens to us, you know, a life event, heart attack, stroke, cancer, the biggies, mm -hmm. we want to make sure that we're protected. We want to make sure that we have money to pay for us. Well, what people don't realize is there's an instrument out there called Living Benefits, came on the market just about 20 years ago, and it's very simple. If you have a life event you live through, heart attack, stroke, cancer, the big three, a terminal illness or a chronic illness, like a long-term care event, what Living Benefits does is it kicks in $5,000, $7,000, $10,000 a month, just depending on what you need. Uh, a quick story. Um, I had a, a business owner, him and his wife came to my Money 101 class two years ago. He's a builder uh, outside of uh, Evergreen, Colorado. And he comes to the class. Wife says, hey, I want those living benefits. And the husband's like, I don't think we need it. We're young. Our kids are little. And she says, no, no, please. Let's get those living benefits. Thank you, ladies, for helping us men make decisions we often procrastinate. <laughs> so they get living benefits. And a year later, he has a tumor. You know, he has a, actually 16 seizures over three days, hospital, tumor, they remove it. Doctor says, oh my gosh, I got to tell you, you're terminal. And whether it had been a heart attack or whether it had been cancer, whether it had been stroke, we've seen all of these happen. What their living benefits did is kick back a check to them um, of $800,000. And so that family hasn't missed a beat financially. It's a, it's a, it's a small niche piece of the planning stage in the financial world that is just not talked about. Mm -hmm. And most people in America today, uh, for every one guy like me that's talking about living benefits, there's 600 people out there that aren't, that are in the financial world because they don't see it as important. They would rather uh, talk to you about, let's put your money in the market, let's charge you two or 3%. Um, so that the stockbroker, banker, 401k guys making their management fee and, and not anti-stock market or stockbroker, but just that recognition that that's an important piece. And then you can align that with some tax favored savings accounts. You can align that with some indexed accounts. And it just, it's kind of looking at the whole holistic picture of well, let's make sure we have a plan in case something happens. What's the backup? What do we, what do we need to do to make sure a friend of mine got in a car accident and uh, what living benefits did for them is he woke up, couldn't move his legs, couldn't feed himself. And, 
it turned on a, a payment of six thousand dollars a month um so that they didn't miss a beat financially yeah <laughs> i mean you know when you're saying this it's making me think so much about the entrepreneurial path and how you know like you you don't have benefits already right so then right. depending on how you've structured your business you know depending on if you're an s corp or what kind of corporation you are you might not have a salary which means if you get hurt you have no benefits correct and you're not you can't file for unemployment right, right? for a lot of structures of businesses so then That's you right. go oh crap what am i going to do in that case and if you're the primary breadwinner really in trouble you know so not only are you having a sickness then on top of it you're having this financial crisis that's going to cause strain for your marriage strain for your family yeah i mean this is like it's it's yes i mean wealth protection to me is one mm -hmm. of those things that people do overlook often i think yeah yeah and let's say let's say that um uh let's say you did have health insurance okay cool so health insurance pays the doctor yeah but what yeah. doesn't health insurance pay yeah. Your mortgage, food on the table, your insurances, your car payment. But yeah. if you have a business loan or if you have a rent or yeah. it doesn't pay those extra pieces. Or alternative so medicine, right? Like I'm really big into alternative medicine. Like I don't always want the Western medicine route. That's correct. So I, yeah. I invite I invite folks to think of living benefits like this. Let's say you're old, let's say you have um, life insurance. And so your life insurance, whatever you're paying, $50, $100, whatever you're paying a month, Life insurance is only going to pay you if you pass away, if you have to die to get the money. What living benefits does, I invite people to think of it like this. That same $50 or $100 that you were paying for life insurance, what I find is my clients can get life insurance and living benefits, which pays them now for terminal illness, that critical, which is heart attack, stroke, cancer, or like a long-term care event that they live through. And so now at least they're going to bed at night, sleeping well, knowing if something happens, they're not gonna miss a beat financially. It's one of the number one reasons for business failure in America is bankruptcy. And bankruptcy is tied over 60% to a medical related event that happened. So it's, for me, it's this really like heartfelt way of making sure my clients are protected and and it's you know it's for the spouse it's for the kids it's for it's for keeping that business afloat maybe you use it for alternative medicine maybe you use it to pay somebody to run the business while you're staying home for six months recovering from whatever happened so yeah but, you know, I love having this conversation because it reminds me like how little when I started this journey of wealth building, how little I knew about wealth building. And then the more people I talked to who were wealthy, the more that I learned about this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wealthy people have it's like a secret society of knowledge that you can tap into, which is why you're all attracted to me because I'm teaching you these things. But it's like, this is this is the knowledge of the wealthy where they learn how to save, grow, protect their wealth, have their money make money for them, pass it on intergenerationally, reduce taxes. Like that's, that's what all this is. And I just go like, oh, sometimes I pinch myself. I'm like, oh, cool. I got into the secret society of wealth builders. Yeah, finally. <laughs> yeah, it definitely, it definitely is that. Yeah, yeah. And and so much of us so much of it's not taught because right. again our model our system in our country has been tied around put your money at risk, put your money in the stock market and what what do they say um don't worry about losing money. It always comes back. Yeah. Well, if, as long as you're on board and you're willing and you understand the risk you're taking. Yeah. You know, well, and some people don't have the 
time, like it depends on when the crash happens and what, like where you're at in your retirement trajectory. And, sure. and I, you know, I love me some risk. I'm a, definitely a risk taker in life. Yep. <laughs> so it's why I like to do stocks. I like to, I like blockchain, crypto, like I'm learning all those things, but yep. I have my buckets of security first and Correct. foremost, like, and it, it helps me go to bed at peace every night, knowing like if something happened to me right now, my kids would be totally taken care of. Correct. Like, Totally. And if something happened to my health, my kids would be totally taken care of. And then as I build my wealth, my kids just get more and more taken care of through right. these investment vehicles that, you know, that I know are, are, are risk-free. That's right. And so I just go like, ah, oh, I can breathe and I'm at yeah. peace. <laughs> it's, it's asking that question of people. Um, one of the things I've learned over the years is that there's an energetic answer for each of us. Now, sometimes there was this like, this is what you're supposed to do. Well, no, it's really like, where are you at? You know, what percentage is risk? What percentage is safe? I'm the safe guy. I work on the side of this is the pile of money I want I want a great return in, but I never want to lose it. Yeah. Um, it was so interesting this past year in 2020 uh, when the stock market in, in March, in 33 days, we lost over 25% of the value, right? I'm using S&P 500 because Warren Buffett teaches us it's the best long-term index. But what people don't realize is that loss in 33 days, took people's balances all the way back to December of 2016. Wow. So here's yeah. what that means. It's 2020. You just gave back three years of gains because whatever happened, right? We know what happened, right? It was that whole situation in COVID. But in 33 days, we lose three years of gains. And you don't have to do that. And people don't know that they don't have to do that. Yeah. And and now the good news is, is, you know, the, the other side of that is, yeah, but it always comes back. And it did, but it, yeah. does everybody realize it took eight months? It, it took eight months for the market to inch back up, back up, back up. And here we are, the stock market's at an all-time high yet again. And so the question is, is, is anybody worried that the stock market might lose some of its value? And so people who are, they, they tend to move some of that money into a protected situation so they don't yeah. have to lose due to stock market performance. Yeah, I, you know, something that's coming up for me as you're speaking is just the par the parallels of our business building strategies where we, like in my business, I go, I wanna diversify some. I'm very focused on the long-term trajectory of my company impacting a minimum of 5 million people. To do that, I have a diversified approach of like, if I have all of my eggs in only one basket, like what happens like with when COVID happens, I somehow luckily had gotten like some sort of great message from the universe about five months before that to transfer everything online. <laughs> and so it was interesting that I had gone that direction, but I go like, we always wanna be diversifying, thinking ahead, protecting our wealth because we all care so much about what we're building in the world. I know that, you know, my, my listeners here are like, they're heart-centered entrepreneurs who are doing what they love in the world and they really want to like, that's what they want to spend their time doing. Some of them might be really focused on wealth like me, but it's like, and, and I would think that most people are focused on wealth building, but it's like, it might not be their main, one of their main points of focus. And right. so, you know, I go like, okay, how can we do this in a safe way? When I learned from your educational standpoint, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like it's just so logical and easy. And, and you, in my mind are a great financial educator because you break it down to those levels that we never learned in school. And it's, it's, it's sad actually how poor our educational system is in terms of, in terms of empowering people for one of the things that they need to know the most. Like, and think, 
thank goodness the school system did that because if they didn't, I might not get to be True. So yay. Um, yeah, we're, so we just create our own schools of, of do. wizardly knowledge in the wealth building we world. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of like what you're doing. You know, as a coach, as a wealth coach, you're teaching entrepreneurs. I love as you as you shift over to um, this new business. Um, what is it? Um, NFA money. Yes, NFA yeah. money. Or, and right, next is, potential money will be the and, is the and, podcast shift. Yeah. Right, because you've realized just how important that is. You know, what you measure grows. What our amygdala focuses on the reticular activating system. We 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 can only handle a seven and a half percent deviation off of what we're used to or what's normal. And so having a coach that pushes us to the seven, seven and a half percent all the time means we're stair stepping on like kind of a let's call it ascension, right? We're working our way up to that level. Yeah. Versus if you get pushed too far, your brain goes up, oh, can't compute, can't handle it. Nope. And if it's not fast enough, you never quite get there. And so as you, as a coach and teaching entrepreneurs, teaching solopreneurs and real estate people, and, and, and you're teaching them what you've been through. So yeah. people are saying, Hey, I, I want to bypass the mistakes or the best mistakes are somebody else's and, and you've learned from them. And for me, teaching people about money and those basic principles of saving. I, I My class, Money 101, teaches three, instru- three principles of saving money that I think we all needed to know when we got our first job. Mm-hmm. And it also teaches three principles of protecting money. And then it's, you know, meeting with somebody in an organic fashion, finding out, okay, where are you at? Yeah. Um, one of the neatest things that I've been able to in, in share with clients is this idea of like, does money think that you love it? And here's a neat idea, right? Like uh, with money, right? I have this, some of us have this thing, like I'm scared of money. Yeah. I can't handle my money. I can't do what I need to do with my money. Um, money doesn't like me. Whenever I get money, I lose it. I'm always spending all of my money. So, and then over here, you're saying, gosh, I want money. I want yeah. wealth. <laughs> well, if money thinks you're schizophrenic, is it going to hang around? Yeah. So, Let's use it like if I was dating a gal and I was always like, she doesn't like me. She doesn't want me. She doesn't think I'm her type. She she doesn't, if she feels like I'm always pushing her away, but I'm like, I want to date this girl. I want to be with this woman. Then this woman, which one are they feeling? And so money has the same energy. So it's, it's tying that back into these six key money principles and teaching people in an organic and an educational form. And then, and then a piece that we that I figured out a bunch of years ago is that there's companies in the United States that as we build instruments, there's no management fee. And what people don't realize is that you don't have to pay a management fee to get a good return. You don't have to pay the fee to get tax-favored strategies. You don't have to pay that, but we're used to it. Uh, yeah. We've been taught for the last 100 years that that's the only way to save money. And so there's a new paradigm happening. And I, I often... Uh, talk about the diffusion of innovation, the law of diffusion of innovation that talks about when some new thing comes in the marketplace, it takes about 40 years for education to go through and for everybody to get on board. And we're really just in the first um, innovator, early adopter stage of that. We haven't really jumped the chasm. So it's really education-based to teach people about that idea. And and so what that, I guess what I'm really saying is I get to meet with folks, teach them about their money, not have to charge them a management fee, do this consulting, which is really about rewards based. If somebody decides, yes, I want one, 
well, cool. Then the company pays us yeah. back, pays me back on the back end. So that's a really nice way to do business. And sometimes people look at me like, that's crazy. You're, you should be charging a fee. Well, yeah, sure. You could make more money to do that, but it's a, it's a way of doing business that allows me to say this, I guarantee that you'll never lose any money. And it's a choice I made to be that kind of a financial preservationist and protecting people's money, their taxes and their financial household. Such a great name, financial preservationist. I don't think I've ever shared this with you and any of our adventures together. I have my clients write a love letter to money because I tell them to treat it like a relationship. So I it's like it. exactly that. What you're talking about is like, if, if you write a love letter to money and you see yourself writing and I, the same examples, I'm like, you tell money, I'm scared without you. I think about you constantly. I'm terrified you're going to go away, but I want you so badly. All I do is daydream about you all day long. You know, it's like, what message are we sending to money? And, and it is, that's your connection to it. So then shifting that in a new way, which is part of financial education. So, you know, to me, what you bring to the table is the, you know, I go like, and I know you work on mindset stuff with people too. So for me, it's like, I, I'm all about, let's break down any of the competing commitment beliefs that you have about money. And, and so, you know, you, know, you, I don't, you probably don't know all these things yet in my business world yet, but so competing commitments is a term I came up with. So about how your unconscious blocks you from getting what you consciously want. So you say you want one thing, but you have unconscious blocks to getting it because 95% of you is run by your unconscious. So if 95% of you is saying like, I don't know how to build wealth and I'm not financially savvy, you'll never get wealthy because every time you start to get some money, you'll be scared and you won't know what to do with it. So Andre steps in and helps you with that. And I mean, you've taught me so much. It's been really cool just to hang out with you and the, the family you've built in the, in the world and the people that I've gotten introduced to. And it's just like, I feel like a totally different person, you know, because I'm like, oh, like money doesn't scare me anymore. And to me now money is this fun game where I, and the relationship I have with it is like, bring it on, baby, let's have some fun. <laughs> and I love that, like those buckets, like, you know, I go protection, wealth building, intergenerational transmission of wealth, like awesome, awesome, awesome. And, you know, for anyone listening, um, I'm going to put a link to Andre's Money 101 class and it's, it's actually, while you were talking, Andre, I got it. It's NFA money 101 slash Andre. So we're going to, you know, like Andre and I work together in some instances, but he like sits down with you like multiple times if you feel you need this and, and looks at your outline of what you have going on financially and helps you develop a plan all for free. Like it's, it's, I'm, it, I'm not kidding. Like when people say that they're like, pinching themselves like really seriously like why do you do this and I mean to me it's you care so much and of course you're getting a commission from the company but but you know for everyone listening you are not paying Andre any money and you are not losing any of your money by getting this service so to me there were so many benefits when I was like wait what you're telling me I can it's like tax-free wealth it's protected from risk I can build my wealth I get living benefits like win 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 and so for me it just made so much sense to connect and learn more. And, and it's been a fun game to play with you. I like to use this idea of pay it forward because yes. what it is, is it's my willingness to be able to give of my knowledge, give of my personal experience. Right. I, 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 um, I joke that I'm the responsible party for crashing the stock market in 2008 because I was ready to learn my money lesson. And my money lesson was let's take a company that's running and let's bankrupt it. And let's be $50,000 in debt. So I joke that I'm the responsible party, but 
I get to use that knowledge, tie it into instruments. And the choice is getting to work with a company that, so, so although we talk about it as it's free, the reality is, is that people, the companies I represent will pay me on the back end when I bring a client. And here, I know the numbers, half the people that come to the class raise their hand and say, can I do something? And so I can just trust in that volume, trust that I know half the people. And so now I could just show up totally organic, totally energetic and guide people and meet them where they're at. Um, I have 30 years of being an entrepreneur, you know, from running a business to doing sales, to owning franchises. I had a property management company. Uh, I took three years off and I built a off solar off-grid solar home in Breckenridge, Colorado. It was a bucket list thing. Cool. And and so I, I have well, this- Well, plus these, all your other like NLP and like all these other cool uh, ninja warrior, amazing strategies you use. That's right. Yeah. And and the whole yeah. whole time was personal development. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. um sometimes I joke with people that uh, I'm really in a personal development business that uh, does a little financial instruments or whatever it was, totally. you know, over the last 30 yeah. years because it's just yeah. like you- I'm completely attracted to finding the best version of me and showing up and teaching yeah. business owners, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, how to um, win really the money game. And, and when you think of it as a game, uh, we get good at stuff. You yeah. know, it's yeah. um, if you're, if you're a football player, or a baseball player, if you play chess, if you bowl, the only way to get better at it is to do it. Yeah. Uh, if you're a golfer and if you have somebody that can guide you and say, here's the mistakes I made, here's what I've learned this is what you might consider, it speeds up the process for you. And yeah. instead of having to go re-mistake or remake all the mistakes that have been made, you get this opportunity to, to have a higher jumping off point than yeah. others. Yeah, so awesome. I, it's, I love how aligned you and I are. I, I tell people often, oh, well, biz, helping you build a business is just a mask for spiritual evolution. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's, you know, like, cause it's, it is, it's like, it's your baby. It's your love. It's your inspiration. It's, it's going to bring you challenge, support, growth, fear, doubt, uncertainty, then massive success and accomplish. I mean, it's like so many things, right? It's like, it's just such a, an evolutionary spiritual process. I think, I think building your wealth is very similar. I'm, I'm starting to see that, like shifting my money beliefs from like money is the root of all evil and a really bad thing and greedy and all these things to like going like, oh my God, I love money to come into my life to impact more people yeah. like beautiful gift so yes okay in my, you, oh yeah last story last story yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. um in my early days uh i remember being afraid that somebody was going to judge me around money i remember being afraid like what are they going to think i'm you know i feel like i'm a mess financially I, I i can write checks but i have to just check the balance to see if it's going to bounce or not you know you don't there's so many things oh what's a check right and, and what's been um, interesting is to fast forward today to today and realize that being able to interact and not have judgment and be able to meet people where they're at and guide them along their path um, has been what really stands out and gives people that opportunity to like attend a Money 101 class learn some of those principles. And I remember early on, I was afraid of that. And I'm, I'm just, I'm grateful that somebody said, Hey, do you want to check this out? And I happened to be $50,000 in debt post crashed my business looking for some knowledge. And I was finally yeah. ready yeah. to learn that knowledge. So, yeah. yeah. That that's, 
to me a, a really key principle takeaway for today's episode too is that idea of like learn every single thing you can about money right so that you can make educated decisions for yourself instead of you know i tell people become a master of your money or it will master you yeah. you know so it's like it just like we were talking about at the beginning it's like okay let's have the the strategy of making sure we get develop the habit of saving also the develop the habit of learning everything you can about money and it, because why not? It's a fun game. And, you know, life just flourishes from there. I, you know, I don't think you have to have money to be happy, but certainly when you have more money, you, it makes life easier. And I know, cause I've been in survival mode facing like homelessness and just constantly freaked out about money. And then, you know, it's like having money now. It's like, I don't have to shape my life from that place anymore. Right. It's like such a different reality. Yeah. <laughs> Will you and share with listeners your yes. top three max potential habits that you believe got you where you are today? Um, number one, the, the word can't and the word impossible has been ripped out of my dictionary, my encyclopedia, my, my thesaurus, uh, every place I I just don't understand can't, and I don't understand impossible. Um, I'm that guy, you tell them you can't do it. I'm like, Oh, watch this. Uh, so that would be number one. Number two is I'm always looking to learn. I liked what you just said about if you're willing to learn, you're willing to learn about your money. What I have found is that people who are willing to learn about their business, that openness to learn is also openness to learn about money. So I find that people who are willing to learn about their money actually are also willing to learn about their business, being an entrepreneur. They're, they're open to relationship. They're open to coaching. They're open to, um, their system is open to, to learn. Um, and the third one is to have a mentor. Find somebody who is where you wanna be, or at least is on the path ahead of you. They don't have to be like all the way down at the far end, but if you can find somebody that has, is a little bit ahead of you, that's a little farther than where you are, then getting an opportunity to interact with them and mentor with them, I call it a prentor in. And uh, I always get in trouble because that's not grammatically supposed to be a word, but I figure if there's an apprentice, you can have an apprentor, and apprentor is a person that apprentices the apprentice and uh, find, <laughs> find that person. Yeah. And, um, resonate with them and, and you probably have more than one because people are on on different paths and different they're on different levels or different steps of that stairway of learning about whether it's business or entrepreneurship or money or coaching or mindset find somebody that's where you want to be brilliance ah oh, i could talk to you for hours i'm, I'm glad that i get to because you know we hang out otherwise thank you my um, pleasure so everyone here really when i say this i'm gonna there's a link in the show notes it's it's a, it's a bitly link so it's a little long you can either go to money 101 now.com slash andre or go to nfa money 101 dash andre i'll put both of these in the show notes and you know, when I say it's it's a free consultation, it, it's a free consultation. And it's not one of those where you get on and Andre's like pressuring you into doing something. He literally is educating you and helping you decide options that are going to help you build your wealth. So first of all, you're going to get to watch an on-demand webinar and then you decide, hey, do I want to learn more? Then you'll schedule with Andre. He's an incredible human. I know you can already tell that. So thank you so much for being here. My you're pleasure. Amazing. I'm blessed Hi. to have you in my life. Thank you. And I look forward to the uh, pendulum, the contrast of 2020 called 2021. Uh, you know, if this is the void that got created in all of our lives, 2020 and everything that's happened and come out of COVID, imagine where we all are now. And if this is the void or if this is the contrast, 
Oh my gosh, imagine what 2021 is going to yes. look like on the other side of this pendulum, on the other side of this contrast, Best or when the void gets filled. Oh. Ever. <laughs> All right, high fives, everyone. Thank you again for being here, and I will be back next week with more tips, tools, and strategies for you to optimize your habits, build your wealth, so you can thrive in life and business. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Max Potential Habits podcast. If you're liking what you've heard, it would be so incredibly awesome if you would subscribe to the channel and leave a five-star rating and a written review. This helps me help more people while we grow our NFA community so we can rock it out together. For Max Potential Habits resources, go to nfacoaching.com where you can access all of my resources. There's free eBooks, PDF checklists, a journal template, a business mindset meditation kit, and so much more. Plus links to NFA coaching on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And if you're super serious about up-leveling, there's also a link to schedule a free consult to work with me in group or one-on-one coaching. Until next time, I hope you have a max potential habits day where you get inspired to do whatever it takes to transform into the most empowered version of yourself so you can lead a rich, thriving, kick-ass life and business.